Welcome to the 21st episode of the Animal Riot Podcast, brought to you by Animal Riot Press, a literary press for books that matter. It's your producer Katie here, and this episode has been edited to reflect our new name. If you're new to the Animal Riot community, welcome, and you can find out more about us at AnimalRiotPress.com. Now on to the episode, with your host, Brian Birnbaum, and today's guest, Nina Butsikaris. Today with Nina Butikaris, author of I'm Trying to Tell You I'm Sorry, coming out tomorrow. Woo. Woo. Everyone Yay. say everyone say woo. 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 Well, tomorrow today. Tomorrow. Not tomorrow when this podcast comes out. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> wow. This May 1st. Is very anachronistic. So tomorrow is May 1st yes. as we record this. Mm-hmm. So May 1st. So it will be out. It's coming out with Black Lawrence Press. Nina is a writer of things nonfiction-ish. With more than six years of experience as a private coach, workshop leader, and writing instructor for adults and college students. Also joining us are our lovely producers, the Katie Rainies, coalated, co- coalesced into, into one. I hey, we're 21. It's legal to yeah, drink twi- Yeah, that's 21 true. episodes. 21 episodes. Well, we're having, I'm having a Nina's beer Nina's right having now, a beer. So. Yeah, I've had, I've had some crap. Okay, so uh, <laughs> this episode's brand of fuckery is brought to you by Kratom. Kratom, Kratom, I don't know. Call it what you want. Me and my, my boys, we like to call it Kratom, and it's extended from there. I've had myself a bit of it nine, an hour and a half ago, feeling froggy as fuck. I had a little too. Yeah, so is Katie. In my protein shake that Brian is forcing me to drink. Right, because (laughs) Katie doesn't eat enough. So, uh, yeah, and if you want to know more about it, check out the beginning of episode seven or just listen to the whole episode, during which I properly dismantled FDA's crusade to protect their precious opioid industry. Right, guys? That's not what we're going to talk about today. Okay. Mm. (laughs) Let's talk about other shit. Okay, so your book is coming out tomorrow. I just read the first few pages, and I really wish I had gotten a chance to read the whole thing. I was was fucking turnt man like i thought i thought it was awesome I, I think it was like 10 pages or something but yeah you are gutted from two sentences in thank you yeah, yeah you should read the rest of it because it's different in every section oh well, um, i'm gonna buy it though go, yes don't, you don't, buy don't it. yeah be a good be you a should good. buy it today because today is the last day of pre-sale and this is the only time when i really get commission from the book so if you want to buy oh, it let's buy, buy it right it now today okay let's do it yeah um, let's, been, let's buy it on the air i've been pushing it on instagram all day Beautiful. So, I have 12 books left to meet my goal oh, this morning. So maybe we'll make it by tonight. What, what was We're going to get two right now. I think it was like 150 or something. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. We did That's pretty not, good. Damn. So they have this like nice commission system where I actually get a little bit of money from it in this first month. And then after this month, it's like, whatever. It's a wash. There's no money for, for me ever again. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's very small. Oh, I see. Yeah. So there was like a cap onto like how much money you could no, make? No, no, it's not that. It's just that sh- they set up a system. That my particular press set up a system where if I sell a certain amount of books within this one month time frame, because the money will go directly to Lawrence Black Lawrence Press and not through some Amazon or whatever, mm-hmm. that I'll get a much bigger cut oh so more a bigger so I get royalty. like a real commission but you're still gonna get a royalty yeah after. yeah but I okay mean, okay it's very small i was like Let's wow be realist. you got a raw deal there no that's that that sounds cool that's a cool incentive yeah, i like yeah. that yeah yeah and a very and cool it, press mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I, it, it, yeah i like that i was i was we, we've been thinking about ways to incentivize our authors to kind of like 
pound the pavement. Yes, and shit that's like a that, great you know? way to do it. Yeah. Um, you can make a little tier system and be like, if you sell this many, I'll give you this much. Oh, you know, that's, that's good. I was thinking that. in terms of like, like social media posts and like mm-hmm. appearances, but that's way better. It's yeah, like you want to sell the books. Results. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. And also, the cash money. People, people do better with an immediate ask. Like right mm-hmm. now, you said you had twelve left. We're yeah. getting two, so I think I you guys might have put me, pushed me over the edge. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Doing we'll it see. right now. Yeah. If we are the 150th buyers, do we win a prize? I'll, I'll send you a postcard from Great Hudson. Where I you accept. Live now. Yeah. That that is satisfactory. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, let's let's start with who you are. And I guess how you became the person we see before us. Mm-hmm. Sorry, listeners, you cannot see her, but I'm you wearing can all hear. black yeah. and I have blonde what? hair. Yeah. So I, who, how did I become this? I think one of the really important things to know about me, and I think it's sort of part of the book and part of why I maybe have no shame when it comes to my writing, is that both my which parents, I very very much respect. Thank by you. The way. Yeah. Both my parents are actors, and Mm. that's, like, just what I grew up with. So, for one thing, they have, I think, a really – they have a high tolerance for, like, reading stuff that I write or at least just keeping their mouths shut about it because I think they have some understanding that, like, well, she's, like, going to do her thing. She's going to do it. You know, whatever. They're not defensive about it. They Mm. don't, like, confront me about it so far. When you say confront, are you talking about quality or the, or no, the type, of, type about, of material? No, I'm talking about, like, content. Like, um, yeah, which is what I wanted to get into yeah. in, a little, in a little bit. Yeah. And, I mean, I, my, I've i written in the book later, I think, once you get into it, but there's a little bit of stuff about my mom. And um, yep. she and I, you know, have a very complicated, ultimately, like, wonderful, loving relationship. But mm-hmm. so much of, like, what I'm interested in writing about has to do with, like, some of the tension that exists between us and just between mothers and daughters in general, which is, like, actually the next project thing. Not really so much in here. Mm. But, yeah, so th- they've, been, you, they've been pretty good about that. <laughs> and it's I think it, that, that kind of, like, I could have done acting, but uh, I was very much discouraged from that. And so I did writing instead. And it's sort of similar in a way, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Acting, uh, I mean, both of those are hard as shit. Yes. Extremely uh, hard. Yeah. Um, Like like hard life. Like you're kind of just like waiting for validation at all All times. You just hate yourself and then you're really high and then you're really low Mm -hmm. and uh, you just never know where money's coming from, which I guess is very similar to writing too. Yeah. I think, I think, um, that they are somewhat similar despite how different they the art forms are but yeah that that waiting game is just really hard for people mm-hmm. <laughs> it it was really hard for me how how long did you work on yours the book so i basically wrote it in grad school where did you go i went to university of arizona mfa yep oh so uh so you were yeah. you you said what up DFW yeah. earlier? So there well, you go. Well, he hated the school he did. when he, he went it. there, right? So you but know a little bit about him? Is that what you're saying? A you're, little bit, is yeah. It, was, is he? Does he have like a statue there? or something? No, they don't really <laughs> talk about it that much. Yeah, um, because he shat on. Yeah, them. exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I loved going there. I loved it. Yeah. Um, I, had I mean, really... he was a, he was a, obviously a very and that depressed was a long time person. ago. He was a very you know? depressed person, so you know. Yeah. Yeah. But the program's very different now. Uh huh. I don't know. Did he study fiction there or nonfiction? I think fiction. Mm, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it was fiction. Yeah. Well, the nonfiction program was great. And that's what I studied. Yeah. So I, mm-hmm. I wrote it there. And then I took me maybe like a 
couple two years. You know, I don't know. You know, I've been writing it my whole life, really, is the truth. Mm-hmm. But I finished the first draft for my thesis, and then I revised it a couple, like, once. And then I started, after I graduated, and I started sending it out to agents to see what I could. Did you did you ever have that feeling where, because my, my novel was my thesis as, as yeah. well, of, like, obviously a massively truncated version yeah. or a bridge version. But, uh a lot, of, you know, everyone there is like, you know, the thesis is probably not going to be mm-hmm. the book, you know, mm-hmm. and I would just, I was like, no, fuck yeah. you, it is. <laughs> like, totally. What was your feeling? Yeah, on that? I mean, I, I kind of had the feeling like I need to just get this out and I need to be able to like move on, but mm-hmm. something has to happen with this. Otherwise, like, I kind of felt like that. Fuck. Yeah. But um, did, was it because like you were sure that it was of quality? Or was it just like a <laughs> like kind of more of a selfish like yeah. I just put a lot of fucking time into this. I think or not I was, selfish. You I know, think that's I was like I was term. really proud of like most of it, and I think I felt like I was just doing. I was like, there was nothing else that this could become. Like this is what it was going to be, mm-hmm. and if nobody was going to accept that, then at least I could just. Like, I guess I didn't, I wasn't like, it's going to be published, but I was like, I have to try to get an agent. I have to try to get it out there. And if, if not, then I'll just publish all the pieces individually in other magazines or something like that. But I felt like, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess I just felt like this is what it's going to be. It's I'm not going to revise it into something new. So if it's not going to work as this, then okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll just move on. Do you think there was going to be a point where if you didn't get any bites, you would have actually moved on? Or do you think you yeah. would have just dug deeper into the into the well, hole? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like because that's tough for a lot of writers, you know. Yeah, I ultimately got rejected for like a while. I guess we could go back to that, which is that like the agent that I have, who I love, she was like really excited about it, and mm-hmm. she really kind of gave me this feeling that like, oh, it's, it's no problem. Like we're gonna get it in. Penguin. We're going to get in a random house. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's you're going to be the next. It's going to be, like, Emily Books, you know. Mm-hmm. And everybody was super positive about their, about reading it. But ultimately, everybody kind of had the same feeling. Like, the structure is too weird. I don't really know what to do with the ending. Um, so even agents don't mm-hmm. realize that the big five will mm-hmm. not take any mm-hmm. risks. Yeah. And, well, so, and looking back when I had an agent a few years ago, three, like three years ago, like mm-hmm. it's it's ridiculous to think that he would have put it where he said he was going to put yeah. it. And you see, he told me that I might get like a $50,000 right. advance and shit. And I was right. just like, and she was so I was like, okay, that sounds great. I was like, are you sure? Because uh-huh. I've never expected to make money from writing ever. I just uh-huh. never, especially the kind of stuff that I do, which is like very. I just don't really care about like traditional narrative arcs. I don't really. I'm not interested in it. Music I don't to even our like ears. reading that stuff really <laughs> yeah, that uh-huh. much anymore. So I was like, whatever. Maybe like you know some cool indie press will like it. And, uh, and ultimately, did. I found a little place for it. So yeah, it, it is where it needs to be. I feel. But are you still? Are you still? like happy that you have an agent i mean i feel yes, like it can be i am because it, it can it can be very useful i think you know? she set me up for a really nice next move because yeah. the people that read the book that liked it were like send us her next thing and i wouldn't have been able to do that without her mm, yes. so who knows what's gonna happen but at least i feel like she could be like remember you know when i sent you that other thing mm-hmm. person? here's her new thing what do you think about this it's something you know it's some leverage I yeah don't know. for sure and yeah, yeah I, th- I feel like agents can in some capacity, help with like publicity and just connections, like totally. stuff like that, you know, or getting an interview or a review place somewhere. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But ultimately, you got it placed at Black Lawrence, yeah. right? I like just, I was, 
we were at the end of our subs our sub list, and everyone was coming back with like these nice excuses mm-hmm. why well, I didn't want it. And finally, I was just it's like, "Fuck it, outside. I'm gonna." Yeah, <laughs> we're at home and it's cold. Yeah, I just submitted it to Black Lawrence, and then she just called me like. I don't remember how long later. And she was like, I loved it. I love it so much. I was like, are you sure? (laughs) Yeah. So it was me in the end. And when was that? How long ago was that? Oh, my God. So long ago. (laughs) It was in... It was in 2017. Oh, wow. Yeah. So So it took two years to put it together. Yeah. Yeah. Just because they have a long queue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's a very small press and they're doing so many books, Mm -hmm. way too many books. How many books are they doing a year? I actually don't know. You don't know? But but a a bunch. A bunch, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A bevy. Even like now, you know, two years later, whatever it is, my book is like late. It should have come out today. And it's still... Wow, so you probably read within within that two years. Yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. been within... Oh, so yeah. you had this book deal since then. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's been a minute. Wow. Yeah. So that's why I kind of feel like, oh, whatever, let's just fucking move on. I hope some people read it and like it. Actually, that's the other thing that I think is a really big blessing about have, being published by an indie press. It's, like, unlikely that people are going to, like, write scathingly bad reviews. Mm-hmm. Because what's the point? And no one cares. Yeah, um, I... <laughs> I think I've brought this up on the podcast before. And we had uh, Dave Olympio on recently who, who runs uh, Atticus Review. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I used to write reviews for them. Cool. So, so did So did Katie. And uh, there was a book that came out with a small press and I thought it was garbage. <laughs> yes. And like I wasn't purposefully mean in yeah. the review, but I like I, I said my, I said my, my, yeah. my piece and like they wouldn't publish it unless I like changed it and toned it down. I was like, honestly, it's not yeah. worth it. Like, yeah. Like maybe like just don't put it out there. I don't care. Totally. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, I just feel like it's like people that, you know, when we publish our books with these, pr- these small presses, like we're not getting anything from it. It's not like in getting in the way of anyone else. So mm-hmm. I kind of feel like. Let, let us be. If it's great, <laughs> fucking tell everyone about it. Yeah. If it's not, just don't say anything. Well, I, I have a couple <laughs> thoughts. Uh, first, going back to how long it took to publish it. Yeah. Did you find that beneficial, though, because you had a lot more time to look at it? No. Or were you just kind of so sick of it already? So done. I when, just, when did you graduate from uh, Arizona? In 2006. 15, 15 but in December so I was there an extra semester so. and did you start working on it while you were there or before yeah no I wrote I finished it at school pretty much wow I mean I revised it once after I graduated just I added different parts and like you know but basically it was the same and it's about a time in my life that is long gone and so how old are you I'm 32 okay oh, this book is about a time period mostly in the middle of the book which is the main like chunk of the narrative arc if there Mm -hmm. is anything like that i was 22 23 24 yeah that's yeah that's uh that's distant right Mm -hmm. and like i think when i wrote it was the perfect amount of distance to think about it in the way that i wanted to think about it but now i'm just like okay i'm ready to like think about something else yeah i worked on my novel for six years damn and i i started (laughs) I think I started like three other novels in between yes, drafts, of course. and I just abandoned them all because, like, I'd go back to it and I'd be Did like, "Did any yeah. of the stuff in your trials end up in your main one that you were working on?" Like the other novels I was working on yeah, between, right? I don't think so. Hmm. Did they benefit you in any way? Do you feel like with the project that you're really focusing on, they filled time, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, pra- you know, I f- flexed my muscles and yeah, like, yeah. Work, you know, exercised them yeah. and stuff, so. 
you know, I mean, especially like now, yeah. I, I used to be an everyday writer. Mm-hmm. It's not even one of those things where I was like, I'm disciplined. I'm going to do it. I just did it. I wanted to That's do amazing. it. I wrote for hours every day. <laughs> so good. Yeah. And it's also a testament to how bad I was when I started because now I'm finally here. But, <laughs> yeah. but now it's just like both of us have had trouble finding time to write. So, so hard. So lucky for you, you're just the writer. That's good. Well, <laughs> just the writer. I've like, been that's teaching. Good. That's good. It's good. I mean, yeah. a lot of my time gets taken up by adjunct teaching, but I just oh, quit oh. my adjunct job. So oh. now I have no job. I was going to ask you if you did supplement like your editing services and stuff that yes. I saw on your website. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. I mean, I... That's not your... That's no, not enough. that's okay. nothing. I mean, it's very small. I, my main job is that I teach at the new school. I teach for Eugene Lang College. Okay. The undergrad writing classes there. Okay. But yeah, I'm I'm I moved to the Hudson Valley, not to get too much into my bio, but I just moved to the Hudson Valley like last year. Where? To Hudson, New York. Wow. Yeah. How far is that from it's here? Two hours on By... Amtrak. Wow. Wait, did yes. you so you came all the way down no, here? No, so I I've been staying for a year. I've been doing teaching at Eugene Lang and staying with my mom in Brooklyn for mm. two nights a week. And then I go back up on Wednesday nights and I'm there the rest of the week and I come back. The plan ultimately is to like never come to the city again wow. and just fully live up there and make a life there. Wow. So I'm trying to figure out now. I mean, ultimately, I want to start a writer's residency. Ooh. That's my dream. Ooh. So I'm trying to figure out that right now and like get my claws into the community and like figure out what to do with that. Cool. That's my goal. Dibs on the first yes, year. Yes, definitely. <laughs> But also, I just want to back up a little bit because you said you're just the writer. I mean, being a writer for a small press is not just... Well, I, I think you're taking it a little too lightly. I know, but I, <laughs> I do want to like call that out. And I think you both should talk about that a little bit because being a writer for a small press does mean taking yeah on, like, I, I, I know what you I, I know what you mean no you're you're saying that basically like you, like, you got to do you got to do a lot of work yourself yeah yeah because and that's and that's what we and that's what i was talking about like that we we want to incentivize our writers to do the same thing because yeah. but the thing is the the what's the word i'm looking for the fallacy i guess that like if you go to a big house they're going to do all this like extra work but yeah. the thing is like you, you get mid-listed and then like they'll, you'll get a little bit of publicity for the first few I months mean, and then it just falls off the publicity thing know? is i used to work in book publicity like mm-hmm. before i had a breakdown and went back to grad school it's such a joke like sorry if people <laughs> work in publicity listening is but they don't really do anything i mean they can't do that much and they have they usually have so many books and so many titles and the things they come up with to like have you do as the author, mm-hmm. which I did as a publicist, is like not useful. Oh wow, That's we're not. gonna have to talk to her because yeah. we just sunk a good, a pretty <laughs> penny into some publicity. Did you? We did, yeah. Well, if it's an, it's if it's a firm like a private, it's a firm outside of. Sometimes that's useful. Sometimes. <laughs> we'll flip a coin. Yeah. See. We'll 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 shake. You should the, test it we'll, out. We'll shake shake the yeah. eight ball. That's essentially what we're doing with the yeah. first book is seeing is seeing how it goes. And yeah. and it's also publicity for the press. We've yeah. hired them yes. for two things. I think so. that's good. You do need somebody for your whole mm-hmm. venture to like yeah. help you guys. But like individual authors, it's kind of a crapshoot. And feel like. but and, and for our theory is kinda of like if it doesn't translate into direct sales for this first book. Right. 
like at least we'll learn something, you know, yeah. if it does work for the press, you know, hopefully in the future, you know, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So you were a publicist before this. So did that set you up a lot for your first book and knowing like where to go and like who to talk to? to... Not really, because the kinds of books that I was publicizing were not anything like what I, I wasn't even doing like literary books. I was doing like a lot of home and garden and lifestyle oh, and like cookbooks. It was mostly... What was- yeah, okay. I yeah, see. it was a lot yeah. of like, I was setting up authors to have interviews or to like be guest bloggers. Mm-hmm. It was something that I'm not an expert in anything except myself. Mm-hmm. So no one cares. So yeah, no, I, I was not. Yeah. I'm not really set up for that. I And I also, I don't really care. I'm kind of like, I'm just not expecting anything. I'm just kind of like, That's the way this is go. my first project. I'm, I'm ready. I'm like, I'm published it. Great. It's a notch on my belt. Like I'm ready to move on. Mm-hmm. I feel like as a writer, you just have to constantly be... The kind of writing that I'm interested in and the the kind of writers that I know and that I... How I understand writing to be is like you just have to constantly be sort of like an amateur, someone who's just like excited by the new thing and like Mm -hmm. trying to figure it out. How do I do it? And like working and just like keeping your head down rather than being like... What's this going to bring me? Because it's not going to fucking bring you anything. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, it's 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 totally a lifestyle. It's not like honestly... Yeah... People want to get paid and like, yes. yeah, they want to have their shit read. But the thing is like, if you, if you hinge all your hopes on that, you are completely fucked yeah. unless you're one of the lucky. Totally. Few, and you know? a lot of people are lucky, but yeah. well, I'm not fine a lot, with, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 enough so that we have many blogs dedicated to talking about their work. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah. Speaking of non-traditional narratives, let's do a mid, a mid, a framed narrative <laughs> as, as they'd say. Yeah. Okay, so... Because, yeah, then we can talk about... uh Yeah, we can talk about the book a little bit more. Yeah. I'm going to read, like, a part from the middle that I haven't read in a long time or maybe ever. I just i am so bored with reading the same section. I For some reason, I keep going back to the same section because it sort of feels like it encompasses a lot of what the book is about. And I'm really bored of reading that, so I'm going to read something else. Yeah, yeah. I know <laughs> what you mean, though. It's it's really hard to find the right thing to read. It's hard. Uh, but, um, now, but you're not in front of an audience now, so you can read whatever the hell you want. You don't have to... That's true. Yeah. I guess it's just, like, because of the nature of the structure of the book and, like, basically... I'll just tell our audience. It's a memoir in collaged essays. So even the essays themselves are like collage. So sometimes it's hard to read it in sections without someone thinking that the next thing is going to be... About the same thing. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Real quick, I'm just curious. Have you been on like a big book tour or anything? Like, or have you just been doing a lot of readings around the city? Yeah, I mean, I'm setting up some stuff. I'm setting up pretty much everything on my own. I have Mm -hmm. some friends in San Francisco writer friends and I have like my you know Tucson Arizona school so I'm thinking of doing like a west coast thing that's what I'm gonna do yeah Yeah. because my book is set in Seattle and I lived there for a couple years I know a a shit ton of people out there so yeah I'm I'm doing kind of a similar thing this is when community matters right oh thank you yes Thank you. Did you yes. do your and research or something? And shout out to Devin, because Devin <laughs> Kelly is like the master of community making. I, I really am so impressed by him. He is great, but, um, but she's also great. And, okay, Katie's and Katie, and Katie, yeah. Don't she, um, shout out me, too. Did, did, didn't you hear me talk about her being an engine and the yes, beating heart and all that I stuff? Yes, I did. Oh, okay. yeah. so sweet. Uh-huh. Thank you. Yeah. I love you, Katie. Oh. <laughs> That's on the air. Everyone knows that now. Very cute. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm make, I'm cobbling it together, and then I'm I'm going back to my undergrad Ithaca College in the fall too to do something there. 
I'm doing an event, a couple events in Hudson this summer, which should be really fun. There's a really great reading series there called Volume Reading Series by Hallie Goodman. She runs it. Cool. Shout out to Hallie Goodman. That's going to be in July. I'm doing an event with two other women. You best believe Katie's writing that down yeah. right now. <laughs> uh, if you guys want to come up to Hudson Valley, July 13th is the time to come. Oh, cool. And we someone might. you because could connect of... with, too, because of this this woman who runs this reading series. is really great. What's going on on July 13th? This I'm going to do this reading. You're doing this reading. reading series. We come up to Cold Spring yeah. quite often. Oh, okay, cool. That's where our our second book is uh, David Hollander, our old thesis advisor mm-hmm. at Sarah Lawrence. Oh, um, yeah, I know David, that name. I know. Yeah, you, you, yeah. he's... Yeah. His book is the next one coming out yeah. from us. He's so just, he lives cool. up there. He's wow, that's fucking... so great that you guys are helping each other out like that. Yeah. It's so nice. Mm-hmm. His book's brilliant. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like a prodigy. Yeah, he lives up in Cold Spring, and um, I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, we, we visited well, him. Well, this we whole love area him. is like Hi, so good with... <laughs> so, so good with... Very nice. Nice as that. Um, just really strong literary community up there. Mm-hmm. An arts community wow, and everything. that's um, great. I, yeah, I... I'm yeah. wondering. Does it's is, a perfect place for a writing retreat? That's that's good to know. That knowing that David's up there, like it's good mm-hmm. to know that he'll have a lot of resources. Totally, up there. It's cool. He yeah. definitely will. Kingston has a lot of great stuff. Hudson. Yeah, but uh, yeah, thanks yeah. for letting us know about that. And uh, I think it's really cool that you're living up there. I I used to teach up there. Really? Where? Mm-hmm. In in Cold Spring. Mm-hmm. I taught some creative writing classes mm-hmm. to fourth graders. They're oh, real, fun! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm trying to make it work. Okay, well, yeah. let's do it. Okay. So, yeah. Let's do it. <clears throat> All right. Sometimes on my lunch break, I stop by my mother's studio on 36th Street where she teaches Meisner and scene study. I like to sit in the dark and watch her students feel their raw empathy perspiring under the harsh black box lighting. The smell reminds me of childhood, falling asleep backstage in New York theaters, musty dressing rooms, latex, makeup, and sawdust. It's a complicated comfort. One night, someone in a white t-shirt follows me into the back stairwell when I sneak out between checkoff scenes. He hands me a composition notebook and tells me to write my number in it. I've seen him in class a couple times, working through bits of Sam Shepard, crying and cursing, wiping spit from his mouth. He's tall with thin lips. You're so cute, says the actor, peering down over the stairwell railing. I meet him the next night at some surf-themed bar where his friend works. He's carrying a gym bag over his shoulder. We compare our arm muscles. I can see the blue in mine. We take shots. I'm thinking, is this all I'm ever thinking? Let's just get to the part that's coming. We ride the subway to his aunt's pre-war apartment where he's house-sitting. He does that eager thing people sometimes do when they want to pretend they know someone. Sometimes that's nice. Sometimes it's just what it is. Look at us, rushing towards the fix. Lately, though, I like to wield it when I get bored, to swiftly take down a tedious temporary facade with something real, something banal or domestic and vulnerable. For instance, I might make him meet me at the grocery store so he can watch me pick out fruits, smell the navels of cantaloupes, and squeeze avocados, hold up packaged whole grain crackers and read labels, count calories, decide what to put in my fridge, watch me shop for what I want, what I actually need, something he could never understand. It works every time. We'll both cringe. He'll disappear, and later I can cry because I'll never be what he wanted. The actor stares at me on the crowded train until I stand on my toes and kiss him. I push into his hands so he can feel my ribs through my sweater. I make the sounds, as if to say, everything you imagined is true. Everything they told you is real. It's so easy. The actor's aunt was a ballerina, and the hallways of her apartment are heavy with photographs of long, thin dancers, Fingers reaching, feet stretched, their calves like polished marble. 
The actor pours us some whiskey or something and talks me through a few of them. This is her with Baryshnikov. This is the American Ballet Company. This is Vienna. Everyone loved her. I mean, everyone. Look how beautiful she was. I don't know about dancers, I say. My dad loves a dancer, and she'll never leave her husband. Suddenly, he gets very serious. My last girlfriend was a dancer, he says. I loved her. He wants to prove how tragic ballet can be. He's planning, assuring me we'll go to the ballet when his favorite ballerina is dancing. I'll probably cry, he says. I always cry. One outstretched arm is holding him up, palm pressed into the wall somewhere between clusters of frames. Meanwhile, I'm trying to work out who I am in all of this. Not the dancer, certainly not the beautiful aunt. He hasn't asked me one question. He's only told me what he sees. Kiss me like you did underground, he says. So I let myself sink, the delicious warm goo of intimacy, real and imagined, of something I don't even want, a second piece of pie, a sugar sleep. In his room, there are three huge potted plants. I tug gently on the leaves of one of the ferns, feel its compressed mass like candy fluff in my hand. There's a glass case on the floor, too, with a chameleon inside named Marianne. Look, says the actor, turning on the heat lamp and stroking Marianne's back. Her eyes are closed, and she doesn't move. A few brown crickets bounce among the wood chips at her feet. We fuck without turning on any other lights. He keeps whispering about how he wants to take me somewhere, Costa Rica or something. We lie in the weird orange amphibian glow, and he holds both my hands and asks if I'll take care of his plants for a month while he goes to Baltimore. It's just an understudy job, he says, but I can't turn it down. He puts his wet mouth on my forehead. My eyes are closed. We'll drive them to Queens tomorrow in my car, and they can be all yours for a little while. How does that sound? Would you like that? And I guess I would, because that's what happens. But before that, before I get into his Camry with the plants and ride across Manhattan, before he lugs them up two flights of stairs and lingos a little too long and tells me he can't wait to get back and be with me, before I realize that I will have to be very cruel very soon, I wake up freezing and damp with fever, a strange clammy arm swung over me. My back is burning, the stubble of his shaved chest has rubbed it raw, it's too much. I throw up in the bathroom, rinse my mouth, put on his shirt, and get back in the bed. When I wake up again, it's late morning, and the actor is gone. On the kitchen island, he's left an apple and a packet of Dora the Explorer fruit snacks. A note says, had a last-minute audition. So, so sorry I had to leave you all alone. We'll make it up to you. Miss you already. I take a 20-minute shower in the clawfoot tub and wipe little portholes in the steamed eyebrow window to watch three pigeons on the fire escape. One of them is almost silver, the same color as the outside, as the sky. She is the prettiest. I pretend I'm a little girl. I make up a song. With the ballerina's black clay soap, I scrub my winter skin. I scoop two fingers of her French shea butter conditioning treatment and coat my hair. I pat my face with her dead sea mask until it is caked and dried, until my mouth can't move. The end. Ooh. Wow. Thank you. Ooh, man, I really wish There's, we the, published your book. <laughs> your details are just yeah. Dora the Explorer fruit <laughs> snacks. As I would say to my kids, what kind of fruit snacks are they? And they'd be like, Dora the Explorer. And why did the author do that? Because you remember it. I don't know. Just yeah. anyway. Uh-huh. It reminds me of my kids. But your uh-huh. details are really, like, they stick with you like that. Mm, yeah. That's that's good. I mean, I feel like that's what I'm interested in writing. That's why I've always loved writing to begin with is 
I've just I'm just obsessed with watching people and think and paying mm. attention to things and and like yep. docking and recording. I'm sure you you oh, both feel the course, same way. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. You're um, really good at picking up on those like those little things that people do that mm-hmm. are just that are just stick with you and and weird good. I don't I'm a writer. I don't have words. Weird <laughs> What's weird good? What's a word for weird good? Idiosyncratic. Yeah, idiosyncratic is a good way to put it. It's definitely not quirky. You're very mm. uh Yeah, no, I wouldn't. You yeah, that. you're you're operating on a very melancholic yet almost like like peremptory like you have like an evil streak going on, you know? Yeah. And I you know what I'm thinking right now is like I'm looking at you and I'm like I don't think you're the same person mm. you were the the person <clears throat> you were writing about. And I guess I'll ask this now. Yeah. When you talked about the book before we got on, you referred to you in the third mm-hmm. person. Yeah. So uh, is is there anything? Well, I think is there like, like a divide between that person and the person you are now, or like mm-hmm. what is it? I mean, yes and no. I mean, I think like one of the things in the book that I'm trying to explore is that like I'm like all of these things. I mean, there's a there's a particular part. There's a quote from Marina Abramovich, who's the the performance artist, and she says that this thing about like. She has these three parts to her. She sort of is scared. She's scared. She's like a lonely child. She's also kind of this like bad person. And then she's also kind of like full of wonder and this like spiritual person who's like high above all those things. And I I really relate to that, particularly as like a woman and a woman who has dealt with a lot of like identity issues surrounding like body and sexuality and like sort of being able to like remove yourself from that but also like own it but also realize like how you're playing a part in a system that ultimately Mm. is not helpful to you takes power away from you rather than this imagined idea that it's giving you power in some way did you not think that you were at all subverting that system by the way that you kind of because i feel like a lot of women feel and you know i mean people probably Mm, feel this in general but somewhat beholden to, like, mm-hmm. other people. I mean, like... Totally. You do kind of seem, at this point in your life, seem to be compartmentalizing your your empathy because mm-hmm. you're aware. You're mm-hmm. so aware of what this person is thinking and what you're thinking, and yet you're like... I have a lot of empathy for her. I mean, yeah. I think that that... I, that's something that writing has give, gives me the gift of being empathetic to everybody that I write about. And I uh-huh. hope I never... I mean, there's a lot of people in this book... I don't name mm. anybody, but there's a lot of people. There's and no so every other person is like there's one the person actor named or like the there's ballerina. one person named, but it's okay. a fake name. What like, about your mom? Is it? No. I call everybody just like this: the actor, or my or my mom, or the, the man or the boy. Wow, I like that. Yeah, I don't. It's not about like it's it's more about it's about the the girl, the narrator, mm. and about her. Nothing. No, nobody did anything bad to me. (laughs) You know, ultimately, I participated in this, this world in the way that I participated in it, and I am interested in that. I'm not ever interested in like, look what this person did or how they were. It's Mm -hmm. ultimately, I'm just interested in excavating, like excavating. You know, holding a mirror up to myself enough so that I can see. There's this like Rilke line, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't. It's something about, or no, it's not Rilke. It's some other poet, Yeats. I have no very idea. different. You're not, you're anyway, there's a, there's, there's, there's a poetry. quote that's yeah. a, that says like you know if I hold up the mirror enough it will turn into a lamp or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so this idea that like if I could look at myself closely enough it would illuminate something greater. Mm-hmm. 
I, uh, I can't tell you how much I appreciate and admire that perspective because it is very easy, I think, uh, as a woman to let the grievances pile up to the point where it's very hard to do that because you can get so angry. Mm-hmm. Or, um, and I was really angry. It seemed like you kind of, yeah, it seems like yeah. you used that anger at that time in a way that was like, I mean, yeah, maybe you hurt a couple people and you were hurt too. But, right. but at the same time, like you, it sounds like you were subversively participating in this system that you talk yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, I'm know? not a dumb, I think I was always like an intelligent person. Uh-huh. So I think like some part of me was always like trying to make sense and like think about my life. And I think that's what makes, not saying I'm like some amazing writer, but I think like thinking about your life is ultimately the first step in like writing mm-hmm. good nonfiction, creative nonfiction right. that that's, comes from personal experience or even just any kind of writing really. Yeah. I mean, you are a very good writer and uh, I mean, I can't, I came to write it. Like one of the things that got me addicted to writing was the basic just turn of phrase. Mm-hmm. Like, can mm-hmm. you do something new with mm-hmm. language? And mm-hmm. like, you clearly do that. I, I, I'm going to butcher this, but one of my favorite phrases in that piece in that segment that you just read was, a. Uh, something about uh, it was right before you said a sugared sleep oh yeah um, a second piece of pie a sec- yeah the second yeah. piece of pie that was such a good yeah. metaphor for something that you'd like cool. don't want to yeah i don't know that's i i can't wait to read this and Thank i am you. very jealous that we didn't find it but we weren't we didn't exist at that time so <laughs> I, so at the same time you say that you're holding a mirror up to yourself there is like an insidious streak yeah. to especially mm-hmm. like the men that come through i mean you yeah. just can't help but feeling and i i guess particularly too the the atmosphere that we live in with mm-hmm. me too and the mm-hmm. echoes of that mm-hmm. well my first question is did you get to pick the title did you pick it this was my title i came up with yeah and it's so funny the publisher she was like we can do whatever you want we can change anything but not the title the title <laughs> is like amazing and I was like okay great it is, it is a really good title and so that's so I yeah I don't even quite know what my question is because so while I feel the yeah. examination of yourself happening at the same time there are like very insidious things that are are not overtly like spoken like mm-hmm. it's not no one's mm-hmm. like you said and you're not calling anyone out in it you still feel what's going on and you still feel intentions, whether the reader yeah. is just putting that on to yeah. other people. And so I'm guessing like, how do you as the writer <clears throat> feel about that? I guess that's what I'm asking. Yeah. I mean, writing isn't therapy, you know, mm-hmm. personal writing isn't therapy. I, personal writing should just never be that. <laughs> so I guess I always just like, you know, you I, I do. I would always talk about my narrator in the third person. Every I always write about myself, but she always is a particular persona mm-hmm. of myself, right? It's like never just me, all mm-hmm. of me. It could never be that way. Mm-hmm. So this particular person, this particular persona, this particular girl in this story, she both loved and hated everything that was happening to her mm-hmm. and everything that she participated in. So I'm really interested in that. And I guess that's... The title is both like sarcastic and genuine, right? It's like... yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think, I don't know how far you read, but... Sarcastic get to the, or ironic? Not sarcastic. Yeah. Ironic. It, yeah. Ironic. Because it didn't, it didn't seem sarcastic. like it was like, yeah. you know, kind of like flippant. No, you know? it's not yeah. glib, but it's definitely, yeah. you're right. It's right, ironic. Because right, yeah. it's both like, I'm not fucking sorry. And like, also, I am. Yeah. And But what is she sorry for? I mean, there's so many things. There's so many layers to that. Mm-hmm. And there's so many layers to like, who's actually the one saying I'm sorry in here. And I, I would just love to like, 
That's what I, so, yeah. the, so what about the third person thing you were doing? You know, like what, yeah. it, does that tie into it? Like, cause. I don't know. I mean, probably. Yeah. yeah. Did you make a principled decision to talk about no. you and the third person? No. That, did I that just, just happen? I just always do that naturally. Yeah. Uh, I just, oh, it's okay. Yeah. So, so it ha- it is consistent though. Yeah. It's, oh yeah. That's how you I, talk about it. I would never say like, I, no, no, it's always just a bit, rem- once it's down on paper, it's a character. Interesting. And it's removed from me, really. Uh, otherwise, I don't know if I could do the kind of writing they do. All of my work is very, like, it's very honest, sometimes graphic, or mm-hmm. at least doesn't hold anything back. So mm-hmm. once I put it down, I'm like, okay, this is an interesting thing, and this is an interesting character. Like, what is she going to do? What is she going to think? And so then I try to, like, work from it from there, rather yeah. than, like, what happened to me? Yeah. Do you write poetry at all? No. Because you're there, it's very lyrical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. That's, I mean, uh, that's the kind of writing yeah. that I love. Like that's mm-hmm. influenced me. I mean, I love, I love essay, essayistic, poetic border, like the border, or you know, writing that is like on the edge between those, mm-hmm. um, those kinds of, where the where the style takes over, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, the, yeah, the plot. Uh huh. Uh huh. So hopefully that comes through. I'm glad that that does for you. Yeah, that's totally. Great. I mean, it's definitely got like this. I think a lot about a Tessa Mushfig when yeah. I when I, I was just reading it. her book right yeah. now. It's in my bag. Yeah, but really, McGlue. The other books are are less lyrical than that. I think a lot. Yeah, about which McGlue. one are you reading? I'm reading you? the um my year of rest and relaxation. Oh, I have not read that mm-hmm. yet. It's is that her third? It's uh, the most recent one. Fourth. Fourth. Okay. Yeah, what was McGlue? Was, was that her first? I haven't that read that. McGlue is McGlue is like a masterpiece. Mm, okay. Like, you can no, read no it in shit. a day. It's okay, like cool. yeah, it's a masterpiece. Oh. I mean, I was, I I think I did read it in a she day. She won. Yeah, it was her first like I novella. Wrote out of school. Mm. It was the first thing she wrote mm. and won like the fence something oh, prize damn. and then cool. maybe like the Hemingway Prize or something. I don't know yeah. some big ones. Which is funny because like it kind of does remind me. Even though they're no nothing alike, and you know, mm-hmm. you know, most women would probably shoot me in the face for saying this, but she, it, the book itself, as like an artifact, yeah. reminds me of mm-hmm. Old Man in the Sea in the sense that like it's this at sea mm-hmm. book, and like it's this short little novella, but uh, but it's it's nothing like that. I mean, it's it's very funny. It's extremely lyrical. Yeah, highly suggest mm-hmm. you check. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm also I'm also going you're, on. You're right still now. talking about McGlue, right? Yeah, McGlue. Okay. I'm going on about it right now. You're also. talking about Nina's book. I was like, <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> Actually, there, it is funny. Yeah, there are definitely some funny there, points. There are yeah. Some, yeah okay. It's weird because, like, depending on the audience, it's kind of like when that I read, smirking. people laugh. A, like, yeah. when I had the, the section that I read for at Devin's offsite event, mm-hmm. it was like nonstop laughs. I was, I was almost, I've never had that before. Wow. So I think it might have been how I was reading it. And there's uh-huh. some parts that are much more like sardonic than other parts. Like, and once a few people are getting it in the audience, right. like, I, yeah. my, my shit is like subtly funny sometimes. Yeah. So, like, it's either I'll get, like, these little chuckles here and there from people that are probably, like, listening more. Yeah. But then, like, sometimes it's, like, I have this one this one part that I read a lot uh, when I'm at readings. Mm-hmm. And, like, it mm-hmm. usually gets, a you know, people yeah. get a pretty big kick out it's of it. It's good to get a laugh at a reading. Yeah. Better than not, I yeah. think. <laughs> I think that's a really interesting thing because I, I'm, I, I think there are lines that I pick up as, like, I find amusing, but mm-hmm. I don't think I was laughing out loud because mm-hmm. I'm so focused in this other lens mm-hmm. on, like, it's very on like what's happening mm-hmm. that I think it's just really interesting. Now I'm going to go back and finish mm-hmm. it and see if I can, like, switch that lens. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting, yeah. It's cool just to see the way different 
people read things too. And from what I can tell, I mean, obviously again, we're talking about this at length and like, you know, we've read, (laughs) we've read a few pages and then we just heard you read. (laughs) But, um, at the same time, it is really refreshing to get like a, a, a different perspective on like a woman's struggle in the world. And like, you know, like there, there's just a strength there that like, I, I, you don't hear a lot and, Mm -hmm. and I wish I heard it more. Mm -hmm. I I do want to walk that. I I want, I want to walk that back a little bit because I mean, there's plenty of women writing like really like, you know, writing a lot about their strength and like, and stuff like that. But, well, she's very, but you're also, you're also talking about how it was used to a fault too. Like, you know, it's not just like I got, I got, it's not like I just got over this, like, you Mm -hmm. know, trauma or Mm -hmm. whatever, which is like really important to write about, of Mm -hmm. course. But like, it, I don't know. I just, I love that it's a two way street because we're all humans and really the problem is like that <laughs> we are just so flawed and like, yeah. it, we really do have to look at everything in order to like solve the problems we want to solve. So, and I think everyone's just, well, one of the things I'm most interested in writing all the time is just loneliness and like how people can, can just never fully know each other mm-hmm. and you can just, there's just this, this, we, t- it's a recurring theme and everything I write about and in this book a lot, like just like, desire to connect or this desire to be known and to be Uh seen and what we do to feel known and feel seen even when maybe we know we're not actually being known or Uh seen and uh I that's so interesting to me and it will never not be interesting and everybody's uh everybody's in that in that game Uh so I'm wondering I've uh, since you started talking about like you know the names and everything this has been on my mind like what has the reception been and have you heard from anyone i don't know yet I, we're yeah. gonna see yeah, you, uh, we're well gonna i didn't see, know if yeah. any essays were out anywhere. i have a lot of essays out like, from the from, from the, the book, book. Yeah, 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 um, yeah you know a lot of it was published before but who the fuck who's reading that other than my writer friends yeah. no one that like is in that work mm. is reading that work well um, the, yeah except my parents but that's that's well that's what i was curious about yeah. um i mean i was you know, we talked a little bit before we got on the air, but um, mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see how people react to that kind of stuff because I've already, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, my parents are some of my biggest readers yeah. and they've already, I've already gotten a couple, you yeah. know, there's already been a couple like, oh, well, do you want to talk about this? Like right. everyone is Well, that's know, what I was saying in the beginning know. about my parents being actors. And so I feel like they inherently have to understand or they try or mm-hmm. they back like they're understanding that I'm like doing my quote unquote art and that's Mm -hmm. how I'm doing it. And you know, my mom, when she learns a script or when my dad learns a script, they're writing in the margins stuff about the people, you know, if she's in a scene where she's fighting with a man, she's writing my dad's name in the margin. You know, she's like, she's like bringing it back to her life to think Mm -hmm. about they're not, they're divorced. They don't have, they're not uh, Mm -hmm. together. So she's like, okay, fighting with, fighting with Nina's dad, fighting with, uh, bringing up the real emotion. Right. Exactly. And that's the same. That's uh, something that if, if she can't see why I'm doing that to think about truth, then she's ignoring her own art. So I think that my parents see that and they understand it and they, you know, they'll say like, this was extremely sad. That's what they'll (laughs) say. Or they'll be like, this made me very sad or like, I'm, I'm very glad you're okay now. Like mm-hmm. things like that. But other than that, they're just very supportive. But isn't but there is a difference between her writing stuff in the margins of a script that she's only going to read yeah. and like, you know, everyone reading it, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That is true. So yeah, you I've should never be very scared right about now. It. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I know. We'll see. I hope everyone's okay. With I, and and, and also, like I, don't care. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's honestly like yeah. you that's 
the attitude you have to have is yeah, like you can't I'm, write nonfiction and be like, are, do other people want to weigh in on like what I? Does yeah. everyone want to vote? Because then they will, right. and then your writing is, gets right. torn apart, right. and you mm-hmm. can't publish anything. And right. it's like totally you know true. You, have to you speak can't. Your you truth. can't satisfy everyone. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, like yeah, I'm I'm also fascinated by the fact that you know we're ultimately you know stuck in our own heads and stuff. And yeah. I, and like I I just think it's I always when bringing it back to disclosure, you know, it's like, you might not like it, but it's, I felt it regardless. Mm -hmm. I experienced it regardless. Mm -hmm. Like that's not going to change anything. And like, you know, it's always fascinating to me, like as humans is like, there's so much judgment that just gets thrown around. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I mean, talk about the mirror. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. like, um but anyway yes it's very it's liberating in a way and but again not therapy but i think that there's something to be said for to say like this is what this is the way that this is what i make of what happened Mm -hmm. this is how i see the truth and this is what i'm and i'm interested in thinking about it and talking about it sorry if you're not like sorry if you know well what's next so I'm working on something that might actually become fiction. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I've never really written fiction before. I just don't know how to make things up. I, I've never been able to do it. That's ah, easy. <laughs> it's not easy. You get used to it. <laughs> Other nonfiction writers will understand. It is not easy. But I've been writing this sort of like auto fiction thing that's about basically like what it means to to be a creative person in a world where like the word creative is like a noun now like a mm-hmm. creative and mm-hmm. how that in like this very modern sort of late capitalist age there's a lot of like isolation happening with like individualism and like these people are the creatives and like trying to figure out where you fit in as someone who isn't as like working in advertising or like you know mm-hmm. uh selling stuff basically and then sort of starting to see it deals with a lot of similar themes but one of the main things is like starting to realize that like see the, the girl is like starting to see her mother who is a an artist and has been an artist her entire life like through these new eyes as she's starting to realize like what it means to t- try to live a creative life mm-hmm. i see so that's kind of like what's happening and is the, is this uh character your age or is this like a younger version yeah it's or? me like last year like two last years year. ago <laughs> yeah i was right after i got out of grad school i couldn't find a job for like six months and i just was writing about it all the time this is this i was just writing about like what it would be like when i would go on interviews and what it would be like when i would answer job you know posts and all these posts are asking for writers and they want writers and they want creative people and this and that and i was like i'm that but i'm not that so what is this like mm-hmm. what does this mean uh-huh. and i was really interested in trying to explore like this idea of like the creative class and like this myth about that and um yeah that's kind of what i'm yeah. interested man cool. the, the cosmos are forming some singularity what, what right now because you're, because you're getting brian so excited over here <laughs> well no I, I was gonna bring up our last podcast mm-hmm. we had linda silva johnson mm-hmm. um the found the who runs the operating Eli, uh, uh, the operating system. The operating system. They run the operating Jesus. system. Yeah, yeah, they do. And they were yes. great. And and they were talking a lot about, they call themselves a creative practitioner, mm-hmm. not a writer or an artist, mm-hmm. because they think that it just, it kind of just gets suffused across all types of creative endeavors, you know? And then, and yeah. then a few days later, we're working on um, a book with one of our new writers, 
Annie Krabbenschmidt, and uh, we met up with her. I, I met up with her, and and she started saying a lot of the same stuff. And I was like, oh, I gotta hook you up with uh with Eli, and like it's you know, in the air. yeah, I guess, yeah. But so uh, my, my what I'm most curious about is uh, what why fiction instead of nonfiction this time? Because I like the nonfiction part. It's it's like a lot of everything in it is like real is true for my life but it's just gonna be like very conflated in a way that i'm not comfortable with calling nonfiction anymore like mm. i'm fine with like some playing with time and characters and stuff but like this would be too much and not enough like the way it ends in my life or the way that it what happened in my life is not like interesting enough to yeah what i think i totally. want the story to really tell right so that's I have what i change some stuff yeah uh-huh. pretty much that's what it is i, w- I was basically yeah. asking if like you wanted a, a more fun plot or something yeah, exactly. or a more it's fun really, narrative it's whatever. really plot like yeah you know, but everything <laughs> is going to be coming from Stuff fiction is addicting. Mm. You get in it and yeah. you're sucked in. It's it's funny though because I I've been writing fiction for years and I just got the nonfiction bug like hardcore. Mm. And I'm in, like yeah, I'm, in it. I'm in it. I'm in it. I have a uh, well yeah because one of the reasons I wanted to know about like just any of the sexual or like drug aspects of the book that yeah. other people might read about is because like I'm I put out an essay a couple of essays that kind of sparked a little of a little unrest you know, with people that I know and love. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, going into that whole world is yeah. uh, scary. It's I think, scary. like, maybe the way that I write is a little bit... I think there's... I don't know. This is a theory that I have. But I think that there's something in, like, my voice that doesn't really allow for people to say things to me like, oh... Like, are you okay? Or like, did the like, or you really strength. did that? Yeah, or I don't yeah. know. I feel like there's something where I'm like being so like investigative about the situation that it's like there's not room to be. Well, I don't know. I guess we'll see in the next couple of months. But it feels like in the past when I write things, people are just like, oh, they're not. They're not concerned yeah um in the way that it sounds like your your family or friends were concerned yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's interesting and yeah. uh i mean uh, it, with with regards to your writing it, i see what you're saying it's like there there's this paradox where it's very matter of fact mm-hmm. and yet it's at the same time so lyrical and adorned right and that's a pretty good contrast i was, I was I like just thinking as yeah. you were saying that i was like there is a dreamlike quality that i, yeah. I feel like removes mm-hmm. people a little bit so maybe that they might not but also it hasn't come out yet yeah. so you don't you could have is, some we're about to like we're predicting the future when this podcast comes out it will have been out in the public for a bit so Mm -hmm. we'll have to do a Mm follow-up in a few months for sure oh god and we'll uh we'll definitely put it on our channels to help you promote it and stuff like that yeah of course of course i mean that what you were talking about about community i you know i'm so glad you brought that up um and katie is too for sure just because like that's really our yeah. That's our mission, really. Like yeah. collaboration and community is yeah. like that's what we. Me too. That's what Me we too, founded it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what we founded our our the, the reading se- like the, this came. From I mean, the reading it's so series, generous you know? that you're doing a podcast and a press at all, knowing what the energy that you have to put into it <laughs> and the amount that you get back. I mean, it's pretty fun it's, though. It is fun. Of course, it's fun. Like but this it's is so fun right work. now. Like we get to sit here and have this conversation with you, and yeah. that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I was just messaging with someone who is, uh, you know, another writer who is like, like, how are you? And I'm like tired, but mm-hmm. you know, this is, 
an yes. incredible experience. If you feel energized like, I, I by it. your by your tiredness, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, you talked about the writing community up there. Yeah. Like, are you uh you have you ever run a reading series or anything? So or? I no, but I I joined when I when I moved up there last summer. I linked up with this woman who runs a this really awesome arts collective called Instar Lodge. It's a nonprofit space where they get a couple artists to fill up the rooms. It's like this beautiful old house in Germantown, New York. Mm. And then there's a big community space and there's a kitchen. Um, and she started basically like the wing, but like for crunchy upstate people. So it's mm-hmm. like a women's we work space. So all these really cool women are there working on their different projects. And we get together like once a week or, you know, what, a couple times a month or whatever talk about what we're working on and through that I launched like a writer's workshop series so I taught adults this winter at that space oh cool which was so fun like it's you know a world away from teaching college kids yeah (laughs) it's just really it's just a whole different thing it's so because they want to be there they want to be there and they're so smart and they're so their writing is so good and they're so generous with each other and like Uh you know the comments they have each other's work and everything anyway so that was my my first thing that I did by myself and I'm hoping to start up again in the summer but that space has been like really important all the women there have been really important to me and I'm I'm working on a collaboration with two other women right now to create this event that we're going to do in June at this space that's going to be like me reading and her dancing and this other woman doing her video stuff and we're going to have like this cool thing so it's it feels like very alive right now I'm up there and I hope I just need to like now that I'm not going to be in New York City really ever um i have time to really like commit to mm-hmm. the the place and that's like my goal because yeah. i think it's the most important it's like the more you can give opportunities for people to like you know as you all know you both know you know the more you give opportunities to people the more you get opportunities from them for it sure. just works like that and yeah yeah and totally. yeah that's that's uh I, i've been talking about this so much recently how I, I do think people are coming to realize that like like if 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 you reach out to other people, it's only going to help want everyone. It. Everybody yeah. wants to be mm-hmm. thought yeah. of and wants to be included. And yeah, and if they're too busy, they'll say they can't. And then exactly. whatever mm-hmm. they know that you thought of them. I think it's all I ever want to do is just write to authors on Twitter and tell them how much I love them and how much I. You know, I just feel like <laughs> yes. Are you in the <laughs> writing community? Do that to me. Are you in the writing community hashtag? Or no, you I don't. don't. I hate Twitter. I <laughs> fucking hate it. <laughs> but I go on there sometimes because. I feel like I have to say some shit about my book or I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah. So do you, hate so, do you hate social media yeah. in general? Yeah. I don't, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. have, I only have Instagram and Twitter, but I wouldn't okay. have Instagram even because it's not good for me. I don't work. I, unlike you, I'm not disciplined. I have to really force myself to do it. So mm-hmm. if I have anything on my phone like that, I'll just look at it and I have to, I have to delete it from my phone. <sighs> it's really bad. And that's exactly who I was because I like, I need, I need to like help yeah. promote our stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, li- I would not be on any social media if it was not for like networking and stuff. It's, I mean, like, don't yeah. get me wrong. I mean, I don't think it's all bad, but I do think it's a net negative <laughs> totally in terms like of like what? you could be writing instead yeah. of posting a thing about right. something you could be actually doing work that's yes. going towards something yeah, yeah so i i don't i don't get it so so what yeah i mean like you're you're all about community and stuff i guess what, what's your approach to it i mean you've mm-hmm. kind of already like tangibly said what you do but you yeah. also i don't were we on the air when you were talking about wanting to do a residency yeah that was on the that air. was on the air. Okay, yeah. Yes, if anyone has a space for rent in the Hudson Valley that they're thinking that could be good for a residency, let me know. Yeah, I'm down to invest. 
What what would be your idea? Would you? Uh, would I would you- want it to be a place where we could have people come stay. Like you know, ultimately it would be free. Ultimately it would be like nonprofit Fucking with a. grants. But yeah. that's. I was about to ask, are right. you going to get grants? Right. Yeah. That's so hard nowadays, even uh-huh. more so than it ever was. I'm sure you both know. Another conversation we had yeah. with Eli the other day, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I'd love for it to be a place where people could come stay and work, but also that um, visiting writers could come and host their own readings or do workshops. So mm-hmm. we'd have, like, names coming in. We'd have places for people to come share their work. I could bring my friends to read their books and sell their books, and then also people would be coming and sleeping, you know, sleeping overnight for multiple weeks or whatever, Um I just, I love, the times that I've spent at residencies have been really useful to me, and I also see things about them that I would want to do differently, mm. and um, I like, that's really exciting to me, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, hey, I really yeah. hope, I really hope you do that. That'd be cool. Oh, thank you. I'll, I'll it's sign like up. a couple of years down the road, but I'm like, the gears are turning, so. Yeah. I hope that's what happens, yeah. Are you, uh, do you live with anyone now, or are you? I live with my boyfriend. You, okay, so, mm-hmm. so has, has he read? Oh, a lot yeah, of versions yeah. of the, was he an so editor? So funny. No, no. He's not a writer at all. Uh-huh. Um, which it, is great it, for what, me. What's his deal like? Is he's he... like um he works for he works from home for a nonprofit uh consulting company, so it works really great for us for living up there. He's a musician on the side, you know, he plays music. But it's great because I don't ever feel he's just very supportive. Yeah. <laughs> he's never like, you know, that essay was weird or like that sentence wasn't whatever, you know, he's just like, this is amazing. And you like that. You um, like, you like the fact yeah. that he's not a writer. Cause I it's funny. I do not need my partner to also be my editor. It's not, it has not worked for me in the past. <laughs> I've had I'm, so, I'm sure it works great for you guys. I've had so many people, uh, my very <laughs> first class I'd ever taken, I, I, I ever took at Sarah Lawrence was, uh, Melissa Phoebos's, uh, oh, cool. you know, you know, yeah. Melissa, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever read Whip Smart? I've read parts of it, but I, I also teach at the Gotham Writers Workshop and oh, she okay. okay. taught okay. there too. Yeah, oh, very so cool. Wow. You got, that, you got yeah. your hand everywhere. Um, yeah. The first Living. thing, one of the first things she said was like, don't ever like your partner should never be a writer also. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I like in group therapy the other day, like I was just one of the members there was just talking about how like, you know, they would never like they're they're so happy they're not in the same field and stuff i, I mean like it, it works out for joan it worked out for joan didian a lot of people virginia wolf i don't know but well, do, not everything yeah. worked out for yeah, virginia right. wolf but she was <laughs> she was on her path no matter what i right. feel like <laughs> but for me i just i really need to be like i, I don't it, i'm too weird with my intimate relationships for them to be also Work related of my oh, yeah, okay judgmental of my yeah. work I see, yeah I see. it yeah. has to be I have to be like really stable mm-hmm. otherwise it, I can't I would it wouldn't work I like I have to feel really stable mm-hmm. maybe you'll see in the book what I'm talking about mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah it's just like a sense it's like an insecurity that I don't need to deal with yeah no and I f- I figured you were you had a partner you yeah. were married or something because yeah. you like. Who goes up to live in the Hudson oh, Valley? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I'm so grateful because I've been wanting to do that for so long, and then it just serendipitously, it's like my partner was like, "I'm ready to go up too," and I was like, "Great, let's fucking go!" Uh-huh. So yeah, that's I'm awesome. Really grateful for that. That's great. Yeah. Well, did we say where people can follow your work? Follow my work, like your website, which is a beautiful website. Thank you. I made yeah, it, it myself. Is. It is. Um, what? What is it? Is it Squarespace? Squarespace? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys should get sponsored. 
Brought Squarespace. You by Squarespace. Send us money. <laughs> Yeah, we've 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 said that Most and, and nothing's happened. Place. No one's um, no one's sent us money. Yeah, yet. once you get more <laughs> once you get more followers, you'll get something. Yeah, if I'm on Instagram, but I don't really post about my writing there. I mean, I post links to my writing on Twitter a little bit, um, and then my website is just constantly updated with whatever I'm doing. And it's ninabootsakaris.com. Yes, mm-hmm. it's fin- it's phonetic, kind of. <laughs> You can look it up. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nina, for being on with us yeah, today. This is great. Thank you so much yeah. for having me. I'm, yeah. This is my first podcast I've ever done. Ooh. Wow. I'm very excited and honored and so pleased to be part of this this community, even though I didn't go to Sarah Lawrence. <laughs> no, we've, um, we've grown beyond Sarah yeah. Lawrence at this point. But we, I mean, Thank we love her. Thank you for school. having me. <laughs> also, crazy essay that came out this week about Sarah Lawrence. More to talk about mm. after. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, that could be its own episode, I think. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Go All right. get Nina's book. Yeah. I'm trying to tell you I'm sorry from Black Lawrence Press. Mm-hmm. Mm. Buy it. Uh, after after this podcast airs, you'll probably get about a fifteen to 20,000 copies sold. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Next, that's conservative. Okay, that's it for today's episode. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and review on whichever platform you're listening You can get in touch with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Animal Riot Press or through our website, AnimalRiotPress.com. This has been the 21st episode of the Animal Riot Podcast with your host, Brian Birnbaum, and featuring Nina Butsikaras. Transcripts for our deaf and hard of hearing animals are provided by Jonathan Kay, and we're produced by me. See you later, you filthy animals. Belly.